Russian soldiers allegedly murdered a 10-year-old girl while drunk in Ukraine out of boredom. We're going to go over that story to find out if it is true or not. 10,000 ballots found in Houston after the election, and New York Times reporter caught admitting that there was an overreaction to the January 6th insurrection and says it was full of FBI informants. We're going to go over that video as well. But before we get into this, please drop this video a like, subscribe, turn the post notifications on, new video every single day if you can. Listen to Flip to the show, the Joey Saladino show on all the podcast apps. Now let's get right into this. January 6th stuff that is like so over at this point. It's so over. The less overreaction, the less reaction to it in some places was so over the top. It was like me and two other colleagues who were there who were outside. And we were just having fun. Dude, come on. Like, we were not in any danger. Matthew Rosen. I just want to say one thing quick. I was there on January 6th as well. And I was there with my fiance, and we were just hanging out outside. Like, there was really not much going on, and I fully documented it. Versus when you go to a BLM, you know, peaceful but fiery protest. But let's, let's watch this video by Project Veritas together. ...is a Pulitzer Prize-winning national security correspondent for the New York Times. Are you allowed to have that much fun on January 6th? I, I just want to be warning. I know, I know. So, so if you're traumatized. <laughs> but, like, all these colleagues who are... In the building. Oh my god, it's so scary. Is that really the vibe, man? From man. It's not the kind of place I can tell someone to man up, but I kind of want to. You're like, dude, come on. Like, you were not in any danger. Got an Zola, got an Adam, Who's inside? Little little dweebs who keep going on about their trauma. Like, guys, shut the f I don't know if they wrote about their trauma. This chick named Emily Cochran and this guy named Nick Fanbus. They're both like in their 20s. Nick Can we do like part two of that? Like, what's going on in the years from January 6th? Kind of like memory holing it? Like, maybe it's no big deal? Yeah, we can do that. A little quick turnarounds we would be doing the last few days. That's the story. But sort of meeting, I'm like, you know, one of the issues here is that, like, the Fox News of the world, other elsewhere, is that the less overreaction, the less reaction to it in some places was so over the top that it gave the opening the right needed to start introducing the idea of, well, these people are out of control. Like, it's not a big deal as they're making it. Because they were making too big a deal. They were making this organized thing that it wasn't. And that gave the opening for the illusions on the right to be like, oh, well, nothing happened here. It was just a peaceful bunch of tourists, you know? And it's like, just, but nobody was here. There were a ton of FBI informants on the people who attacked the Capitol. That was us. Not the right one. Not. For the CIA, I'm to say, it's like, if you work there, you get polygraphed every year. And you're asked if you spoke to a reporter. Your answer is anything but no, you're in deep trouble. You're often talking to former people as a common people who are still there. Incredible work by Project Veritas. I don't understand how they keep getting this, but let's read the story. So an undercover video released Tuesday by Project Veritas shows a national security correspondent for the New York Times saying the media coverage of the January 6th riot was overblown. Andy No tweeted out the Pulitzer Prize winning New York Times reporter was caught in a Project Veritas video admitting to admitting his colleagues totally exaggerated the January 6th danger and fear. Dude, come on, you were not in any danger, he said. Now the thing is, how many times do videos like this need to be completely exposed before the people on the left start realizing that they are being purposely lied to? How many times does Project Veritas need to find need to uncover and expose people who are given claim they're giving the truth the news the, the true the real news out there 
That's what they claim they're doing. And then go and pull a 180 and, and basically say that it's all BS. Oh, remember the big nothing burger? Well, this is the new nothing burger, if I, in my opinion. But uh, I don't know if there's going to be as good of a quote, um, you know, the nothing burger that was like, you know, we were able to meme that. I don't know if there's anything in this we can really meet, but let's let's continue watching. The video correspondent, Matthew Rosenberg, claims that there were a ton of FBI informants amongst the people who attacked the Capitol. I'm not supposed to be—I know I'm supposed to be traumatized, Rosenberg said, but, like, all those these colleagues who were in the Capitol building are like, oh, my God, it was scary. I'm like, F off. According to Project Veritas, Rosenberg uh, previously said the event was a violent interruption— to the transition of power, but explains, it was like me and two other colleagues who were there outside and were just having fun. Rosenberg says that his workplace is not that kind of place where I can tell someone to man up, but added, I kind of want to be like, dude, come on, you are not in any danger. Now, is this possible this could be this journalist's red pill situation? It's possible. It's possible he can get completely blacklisted now from the left, and he starts coming over to the right and actually using, I guess, maybe his reporting talents for good. Don't really know too much about this guy overall. He also called out two of his colleagues for pitching the experience as traumatic. These effing little dweebs, you keep going on about your their trauma, shut the F up, they're effing Bs. Uh, he said at one point, the undercover Project Veritas reporter and Rosamond discussed the narrative that the left has pushed about January 6th. The last reaction to it in some places was over the top, he said, adding that they were making it too big a deal. They were making this some organized thing that it wasn't. During the video, Rosenberg also mentioned that there were a ton of FBI informants on the people. Yeah, we covered we covered that. But, I mean, damn. <laughs> I, I keep, keep this footage coming, Project Veritas. You're killing it. But obviously, guys, share and send this video to a friend of yours. Make sure they know what is really going on. And not just send it to a conservative friend of yours. They already get the gist. Send it to a family. Send this to a family member that is still brainwashed. 10,000 ballots have been found in Houston after the election. A lawsuit has been filed against a Harris County election administrator in Texas after 10,000 mail-in ballots were originally included in the March primary were found. that They weren't originally included. Someone tweeted out they found 10,000 mail-in ballots in the middle of the night in Harris County, Texas last night. Sound familiar? The Harris County Republican Party said election administrators, administrator, uh, uh, I can't pronounce her name, is responsible for the worst election fiasco in Texas history. The New York Post reported that the office of the election administrator, administrator admitted to finding the 10,000 uncounted votes in sa uh, on Saturday, days after the primary, ele primary election. This is the problem with mail-in ballots. And anyone who tells you this is the most safe and secure election in history, I'm referring to the 2020 general election. This is a different election. Anyone who tells you that was the most safe and secure election in world history is an absolute, is, is lying to you. They are straight up lying to you. Because even in the local elections, there's still tons of errors being discovered with these mass mail-in ballots. They get lost. They get manipulated. You know the story. Texas GOP Senator Paul Bencourt said, how, do you, how did you find 10,000 votes on a Saturday during a press conference? Is it possible these were... See, th these, these are the scenarios. And both are not good scenarios. It's either one, they were actually lost, or two, they were created after the fact. So there were 6,000 Democrat ballots and 4,000 Republican ballots that were reportedly scanned into the tabulation machine but not counted on the night of the election. Now, this is, I guess, the official statement. Someone tweeted out, 
Harris County says it's identified approximately 10,000 mail-in ballots, 6,000 Democrat, 4,000 Republican. They were not added into the original election night count. And I think this is a report. As we continue to run through the numerous checks and balances of the tallying process, we have identified 10,000 mail-in ballots. We heard that already. Okay. They were not added to the original account on election night. The oversight occurred between the hours of 1 and 4 as the political parties that make up the central account committee were reviewing ballots. While these votes were scanned into our tabulation computer. They were not transferred and counted as part of the unofficial final results as they should have been. These votes would be added to the final count when the center... Okay, committee... Okay, where we get... We have it. While we understand the seriousness of the error, the ability to identify and correct the issue, blah, 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 blah. Okay, we get it. Um, along with the ballots, the GOP alleges problems with voting equipment being delivered late and ballots, and ballots that couldn't be read by the tabulation machines. The lawsuit filed by the Republicans in Texas calls for that person to step down or be fired and court oversight into future elections. I'm going to do some quick research. Uh, is how, how Harris County, let's just look up who was running in this county and how the election came out to be there. Because we, you know, either or, no matter what happened, it's either there's malicious intent or... What, what is it? They're either malicious or they're dumb. Either way, something's not good here. So let's see. Election. I'm just Googling this real quick. We're going to see if we can find out what happened. Election results. Sometimes it's been very hard to properly find election results. If you watch the show every time, I'm, I should have looked this up prior. Or probably not. I don't want to keep you guys waiting too long as I try to find election results because it's incredibly difficult. Um, I'm on a different article right now, and this article has nothing about the election results. So did Russian soldiers kill a 10-year-old girl while drunk in Ukraine out of boredom? Now, obviously, we need to heavily investigate to the best of our ability these types of stories, because right now it's being claimed. This is the claim. Russian soldiers allegedly murdered a 10-year-old girl while drunk, and people are saying that it was out of boredom. Now, obviously, obviously, those of you who watch and listen to this show are going to read this story, listen to, see this story, and be extremely and overwhelmingly skeptical about the narrative being pushed. Being skeptical, I mean, this is a very sensitive topic because what we're about to read, it could have resulted in some evil in this world, one way, shape, or form. And that's a separate, it's a very sensitive topic to talk about. It's not a comfortable topic to talk about. And it's not something that should be attributed to us as being malicious. Oh, you don't care about the death of a kid, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're pushing your agenda. No, 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 no. There's an agenda being pushed over something. And we're going to find out what that agenda is and what the truth is. That's what we care about. So let's read. After having allegedly looted all the stores in the village of Shaibi, Shabin, I can't pronounce it. Uh, Russian soldiers shot and killed a 10-year-old Ukrainian girl in a home, according to a witness. Someone tweeted out, At Russia, you have so much blood on your hands. Stop the madness. 10-year-old Ukrainian girl shot and killed by, quote, drunk Russian soldiers, family says. The New York Post reported uh, the kid known as Natasha, whatever her name is, was killed after the invading troops, I only, I, first off, I'm not trying to be disrespectful by saying whatever her name is. I just can't pronounce any of these foreign names. That's what I'm trying to mean. That's what I mean. Killed after invading troops shot her in her house about 40 miles north of Kiev. Her cousin 
who was 18, told the New York Times of London. I mean, I'm sorry, the New York Times, the, the Times of London. My gosh, we were covering a story earlier about them. So not only was she killed instantly, but her uncle, who was also in the home, was also shot. He survived, but was hospitalized. The family reported, uh, reportedly has been unable to obtain any information in relation to their now missing family member. The 10-year-old's adopted mother alleged that the soldiers killed her daughter out of boredom. People say that soldiers just got bored. They were even telling this to people in the village, she said. She also claimed that the men had looted local businesses and stolen booze, she explained. They looted all the stores in the village, of course. They got a lot of alcohol from the stores and got drunk and started shooting. Uh, somebody eventually mentioned that the shooting was possibly sparked by a young man who fired a gun into the air. The soldiers heard it, but since they were drunk, they didn't know where it was from, so they started shooting everywhere they could see. They shot in four houses, and one of those houses was where she was struck. Uh, someone tweeted out, drunk Russian soldiers shot a girl aged 10 in front of her uncle by blasting houses in random village in Kiev before she was buried in the backyard after they banned her mother from visiting uh, from visiting the cemetery. Uh, this, of course, did not come even close to justify fi uh, firing weapons into random houses, but it does paint a more clear picture of what happened. The soldiers did not decide to randomly murder a 10-year-old girl in cold blood because they were bored. The soldiers likely know a uh, know a gin was being fired from somewhere. Oh, I meant the right gun. A gun was being fired from somewhere. They carelessly and recklessly fired their guns into every house they thought that uh, they could possibly harbor the young man. The family was also apparently unable to bring their child to the cemetery. Instead, soldiers forced them to bury the girl in their yard. That's that. I mean, either way, if this is true, this is incredibly sad. Now, it seems like at the very least, the true story isn't what they're framing it to be. A bunch of Russian soldiers get bored and they just barge into a house, kill a kid and walk away. That seems to be what this story is, it is being framed as. And it's safe to say that narrative of that story is most likely completely untrue if anything it seems more plausible what that other person was saying that somebody fired a gun and they were shooting recklessly into houses to try to you know get that guy that would make way more sense now is it possible that that didn't even happen that's also entirely possible you got to see this game of telephone that's being played to get th that got this story to us first it started out from someone from the village telling someone from the Times of London, and then once it's in the Times of London, then it goes to our mainstream media, and then the, the story gets filtered through a bunch of Twitter check marks, and then it eventually gets to us. So anywhere along in that chain, there can be embellishment of what was happening. So, you know, who, who knows? Who knows? what actually happened. Maybe we'll find out that it was a complete lie from the start and someone just completely just made up a story and just told the newspaper, which is entirely possible because it happens a lot. It happens all the time. And maybe we'll uncover what exactly happened. But until then, obviously, guys, drop this video a like, share, subscribe, obviously follow me. I'll keep you updated when we, if there's any updates in relation to this story. 
But anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Please drop the video like, subscribe, and post notifications on new video every single day if you can listen to the flips of the show, the Joey Saladino Show, on all the podcast apps. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Peace out.